welcome to today at the New Japan Cup. We're on night six and joining me as always, well not always because she wasn't always my co-host but she is now, it's Christy. How are you? Hi. No, I wasn't here the first couple of shows because those were 10 minutes. <laughs> you weren't here for the first couple of seasons and now you're joining that me. That too, yeah. Yes. Were now... they always 10 minutes or? They were always 10, I mean... I think the G1 ones got to be a bit longer because there was the matches were longer mm. and there was and more lots of, of singles them. matches. Yeah, lots of singles matches. So you, you're talking a lot more about things. Whereas the New Japan Cup, you're getting two or three main events a day rather than four. I'll put, yeah, no, well, no, five for the G1 plus an opener, which was a singles match as well. Though I did get sick of watching Gabe Creed wrestle Yotosuji like 17 <laughs> times. <laughs> It's like, well, you guys are good. You're really good. But it's just like, there's, you're not saying a lot here, are you? Much more than you did two days ago. <laughs> well, it used to be Suji and Uemura. Yes. They, they wrestled each other as a kind of mini tournament throughout the G1. Yeah. So it was just them three. And then Dave Finley gave Suji the, the C block thumb. You may not have been around for the C block thumb, have you? No, I wasn't. Right, two years ago during the G1 Climax, um, there was a bunch of opening tags, as it usually is, and Dave Finley founded a tournament based on the idea of who got the most pinfalls in the opening tags that weren't tournament matches. Yeah, and he used to have, like, the C-Buck that he wasn't in the G1. Yes, right? yeah, because he wasn't in the G1, and there was a bunch of other people in those tags who also weren't in the G1, he developed the idea of the C one, the C block. So I uh, think I was around for that. Yes. And obviously there wasn't a C block championship in uh, 2019. Um, or well, there, was go there wasn't going to be one in 2020 because Dave wasn't there. Um, uh, but Rocky persuaded him to give the C block winner to either Uemura, Suji, or uh, Gabe Kidd, whoever won the most matches there. And there is a now a C-Block Championship Committee of Dave Finley, Dave Finley, and Dave Finley. <laughs> what about Dave <laughs> Finley? Yes. Oh, well, um, yeah. <laughs> he shows up sometimes. Well, the living three Dave Finleys. Great-granddad okay. Finley, I suppose, <laughs> <laughs> who is no longer with us. Unless they hold a seance for it. Is there a baby Finley already? <laughs> um, no, not as far as I know. I know Dave Finley got married a couple of years ago to uh, I was, when I was looking yesterday. I saw that she, he's been married for a couple of years. So there could, I suppose, potentially be a baby Finley along the way somewhere. Unless his yeah. sister's had one, had a baby, Maybe. possibly. Maybe. I don't we, know. We're talking about Finleys again. We are. It's it's a fascinating family. The fit Finleys. <laughs> How does that always happen? <laughs> and he's in the opening match, so we can talk about him there too. So yeah, the opening oh, match yeah. was and Suji as well. Yeah, and Suji. Tommy Reishi and Yoshihashi of your chaos, two thirds of the never open weight six man tag team championships, champions rather. Um wrestle Dave Finley and Yotasuji in ten minutes and thirty two seconds. Yotasuji Pouring a game effort against Tomohiro Ishii and attempted to manhandle the Stone Pitbull, which is not something you do 
on a reg- on the regular because <laughs> you, no. you get hurt a lot. And uh, young lions are kind of dumb, really. Cause yes, Yuemura is going for Suzuki, and then Suji's like, "I'm going to choose a similar one. I'm going to go after Ishii." Well, you should go after like you know, go after Yano. Yujiro. Yujiro, yeah. Chase, someone who's like not much bother. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to hurt you. Might beat you, but not hurt you. No, but Ishii's uh, Suji's favorite luchador. That's it. Yes. Yes. Suji the luchador. Yeah. Uh, and don't get me wrong. We're not, we are just playing to the stereotype. To, we do apologize, but there has been some great heavyweights out of Mexico. Dr. Wagner, L.A. Park, for instance. They're awesome. Actually, um, someone pointed out that L.A. Park, who was La Parker back in the WCW days, Hasn't lost on television in 10 years until this weekend on MLW when he lost. <laughs> Not lost any matches clean in 10 years. Wow. Which is politics. <laughs> no, that's just talent. <laughs> just talent. Yeah. Uh, it, one of my favourite matches is watching him versus Dr. Wagner in the AAA Triple Mania a couple of years ago. Mask versus Mask, when L.A. Park didn't even work for AAA at the time, and he ended up being in the main event of the biggest card of the year. It's like, wow, how did you manage that? But yeah, going back to this match, Ishii and Yoshihashi, Chaos, they're, you know, it's kind of like non-regular partners with guys who have tag teams, because Yoshihashi normally tags with Goto, and Ishii normally tags with Yano. And, you know, Ishii and Yano are actually former IWGP tag team champions. Dave Finley and Yotsuji do not tag together. Dave Finley, obviously, is par for Finjuice. Um, so it was entertaining for what it was. Didn't really <laughs> tell us an awful lot, except for the cross-legged debate between Dave Finley and Yoshihashi will meet in the second round. Well, also that the fact that the match was more about Ishii and Suji than about Yoshihashi and Finley. Yes, which, Which is weird. Yeah, considering the fact they're having a singles match next week, it'd probably be a good idea if they did. Yeah. <laughs> but they did have a heated debate. <laughs> well, can they debate how good is Finley's Japanese? It's pretty good. He lived in the dojo for like how two How good years. is Yoshihashi's English? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Pretty I remember sure. meeting him and it was like two words. Thank you. Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs> well, he seems so scared of me, which is kind of cute Aww. in a way. Like I was really, really scared to meet him because he was the first wrestler I chose to go meet. Mm. But he seemed more afraid of me than I was of him. Oh, so we were both really nervous. So fun. <clears throat> yes. Not really. <laughs> not really but Rocky was right next to him and I think they did that on purpose like give Yoshihashi Rocky next to him in case something happens and he doesn't understand Rocky Rocky Rocky, save me what are they saying (laughs) Rocky is just a character that fills a room though if you've ever met Rocky because it was like I was at the British J Cup a couple of years ago and the, the tournament finishes and all the wrestlers pour out to, to do signatures. And you just hear Rocky's voice boom across the room because <laughs> he sees Jeff Jarrett and goes, Jeff Jarrett, I haven't seen you in God. Da, da, da. And it's just like, clearly not seen each other for about three years and just pick up where the conversation left off three years before because 
he's Rocky freaking Romero, and he's just yeah. a it nice was, dude. It was the same thing with me because I didn't have, I didn't pay to meet Rocky. I'm sorry, mm. Rocky, but he was right <laughs> next. He was right next to Yoshihashi, and he and I gave Yoshihashi a drawing. Yeah, and he looked at the drawing. And he's like, "Oh, did you draw that? And that's so wonderful." And I'm like, "Rocky, I didn't pay for you. Is this okay? Is this allowed?" And then the rest of the people around us were like looking at me, and I'm like, "Oh, I want to talk to Rocky, but I'm not allowed to." And I'm like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Aww. Yeah, he didn't care, but my anxiety was telling me I'm going to get thrown out before I even get to Suzuki and Desperado. So. Honestly, if Rocky wants to talk to you, Rocky can talk to you because yeah. essentially, like, really, he's fourth in line to the boss of New Japan. So at this point, you know, it goes Gado, Jado, Tiger, Hattori, Rocky. So if he wants to talk, <laughs> he can talk. Ref Pro will let him do what he wants. <laughs> sure, they will, but, you know, anxiety is irrational. So, yes, true. Of course it is. But yes. All right, then. We move on to the second match. Bad Luck Farley, Jado, and Yoshi, Yujihiro, 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 that's his name now. I've decided. <laughs> Taka, Yujiro Takahashi. They defeated Satoshi Kojima, Tommy Yakuhama, and Ue Iwimura in a match that happened. In a match that happened. <laughs> 10 minutes and 27 seconds. It was nice to see them change him up and having them wrestle different people and stuff. But it, I wouldn't really, like, you know wish this on anyone it wasn't <laughs> oh that's not nice it would to be honest it was Jado trying to be upon them that did but there is two guys who have a combined age of about 107 moving really slowly trying to beat each other up it was it, it... <laughs> with you and Mora, who was never going to win yes i mean oh. yeah you and Mora and Fale and you and Mora and takashi was fine and as was Kojima and Takahashi and Farley. That was fine. It was just like when they all broke down to the outside ring and Jado got Honda. And I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> neither of you can walk properly. What are, you, what are you doing? You were waiting for the camera to go somewhere else. Like, yes. Okay, okay I've seen them. Move. <laughs> Move. No, I, I, I liked it kind of because Uemura was uh, having uh, some time with Hujiro. And I feel like you should put the young lions with people like Yujiro because there's a one a zero zero one percent chance that he might beat Yujiro. <laughs> That's like the first guy I would pick if a young lion ever won over a main event wrestler. I'd say Yujiro. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. And Yujiro make him look like a million dollars. Yeah, but also he's he, he loses everything. So I'm looking at the New Japan Cup right now, the, the schedule and the, the, the bracket. Yeah. And I can't see anyone who's below Yujiro in the in the rankings except for the Young Lions. Yeah. Yujiro is unfortunate that way in the sense of it's really hard to find well-qualified cannon fodder. Yeah. <laughs> and he is well qualified cannon fodder. You wouldn't yeah. believe it, but like 10 years ago, he was one of the hottest junior heavyweights in the world. And when he moved up to heavyweight, he had a really banging feud with Tanahashi. And he's a former never open weight champion. Him and Ishii had a crack over the belt, and the batches were actually pretty good. 
you know, he I was goto and him that I'd, I'd had a feud over the belt and the, the matches were really good. He's not a bad wrestler, but they don't need him to win matches. They need him to lose no. gracefully. No. <laughs> and I, I don't mind that at all. I once yeah. had a conversation with someone about, I think it was Yoshiashi. Because yeah. they were like, oh, he's uh, he's hopeless and he's horrible and he always loses and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't have 100 Okadas. No. That's going to be a really boring company when you only have Okadas who win everything. Yeah. You need people who lose. Yeah, that's that's it. You need a mid-card. See, this is the thing as well. I used to have this conversation with Ben Spindler a lot about the fact that Modern wrestling fans don't think you're any good until you've won the world championship. Yeah. Roddy Piper never held a world championship in any company he worked for, and he was one of the biggest stars of his era. Arguably top three or four stars of his era. He was as big as The Undertaker. He was as big as Ric Flair. He wasn't as big as Hulk Hogan, but who made Hulk Hogan? It was Roddy Piper. By modern standards, Roddy Piper is a failure as a wrestler because he never held the WWE World Championship or the NWA World Championship or the WCW or AEW World Championships. But he didn't need to. He was just that good. Yeah, and it's all, there's also this idea that unless you're an athletic marvel, you're a failure as a wrestler. Yes. And like, not all wrestlers are made to be that. No, they're not. I mean... Even Naito isn't Ibushi. No. But he's so, still the pop, most popular wrestler on the New Japan yeah. uh, tour. Yeah, this is so. the thing. I don't like Hulk Hogan. He wasn't an athletic marvel, but he sold a lot of tickets in his day. You know, Bruno San Martino wasn't doing flying head scissors, but he sold out Madison Square Garden more times than anybody else ever. <laughs> yeah. That's not the point. It's like you've got to have characters and you've got to have breadth as well as depth. Yeah, and some wrestlers are meant to be losers. Yeah. That's and if it. they lose and people feel bad for them, then they do their job. Or if they lose and they make their opponent look amazing, they do their job. Or there's all sorts of wrestlers with all sorts of different roles. But people only seem to focus on the 10% that are at the top and win everything. Yeah, and there's, there's also the point, it's a point of culture. Like, generally in North American booking, you've got somebody hot coming into your company, you push them to the moon, and then the decline starts. Mm. Because you've got this hot new thing, you, you ride it as long as you can, and then you bring something, another new hot new thing, and you ride the waves as you go along. That's the theory. But that worked fine under the territory system, but we don't have territories anymore. But you can do it in the same way. Finn Balor was a good example of that. Went from NXT to winning the Universal Championship in two nights because he was yeah. the hot new thing, and you can present him as the hot new thing. Me. And it's, it's, a, it's a good way of doing business. In Japan, where people don't change territories or companies very often, or they didn't used to, more so now, but even now it's like <laughs> once in a blue moon, the opposite is true. Kenta Kabashi, arguably the best all-round wrestler Japan has ever produced, didn't win any matches for his first 18 months. He stared at lights even when he'd left the dojo because Giant Baba wanted the fans to care about him before he started winning. 
And there were very few people as over as Kenta Kibashi in his career because Janet Babble was a wrestling genius. So you have to have people in their places to be able to move them up and move them down. Yeah, otherwise you have wrestlers who are all at the same level. Yeah. and If you spread out the wins equally, <laughs> it's going to get really boring. Yeah, and it, it becomes... And that's the thing. That's That was the downfall of Kings Road Wrestling is the sense of um, it became a, a mathematical sum as to who would win. People could tell when Kawada would beat Misawa because of the way the moves had happened in the previous match because they worked out the booking patterns. So it becomes predictable because in New, in all Japan at the time, you had Teyu, Kawada, Stan Hansen, Misawa, and Dr. Death. That's five, six guys who could perceivably hold the triple crown, but you, there was no one else. <laughs> it was just those six guys, and Baba wasn't um, interested in bringing anybody else up. So you had six guys who were as equally as good as one another. And that's when problems start. Yeah. It would be yeah. so boring. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have Okada and Naito because one... It, who wins? Yeah, that's then it. Then you have Tanahashi. Are you going to make him a mid-carter? Are you going to make JY a mid-carter? It doesn't work. So no. you need levels in your yeah. company. So... But people don't respect the people who are at the bottom. No. That makes me sad. Yeah, because they're perfectly good wrestlers. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, let's just move on. I, to, can I have, uh, ask one more question? Because I've been wanting to ask you this for a couple of shows now, but it never comes up. Okay. Are you, uh, if you had to choose, are you a Uemura or a Suji fan? Oh, good question. Because I remember years ago, these two were the first young lions of this generation. Yeah. And people were already going, that's my guy, that's my guy. And it's years later now. I'm curious, which of the two is your guy? I like both of them for different reasons. I like Iwimura because he kind of, he's constantly improving. Not to say Suji isn't, but Iwimura seems to have a different facet every time I see him. I see something different in him. And Suji I like because he's a throwback to that Terry Gordy, Steve Williams, big hostile wrestler, which you don't get nowadays. And I kind of miss that. So I think Suji edges it out for me just because he's got like wrestling ability. He can mat wrestle if he needs to, but he's got that Terry Gordy size and that Terry Gordy kind of attitude to big goofball wrestler, which you just don't have anymore. <laughs> You know, it's just like I can see him throwing lariats for the rest of his career and being very happy doing it. <laughs> I'm quite happy to see how that goes. And he has presence about him as well. Not that Uemura doesn't, but you can tell when Suji's in the ring, something's going to happen, which is what promoters look for. That's what the bit they're after. You know, he has a face. He has a story to tell with that face. I can see him doing great things. And he's got the size, he's got the ability. Yeah, I think I think Suji's kind of my guy. What about you? What do you think? I don't know. I think you, I kind of think you could like both of them. I think you probably do like both. Well, of I, them. I do like both of them, but if I had to choose, mm. I think you'd probably go with Imamura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Underdog guy, a little bit smaller. 
yeah and scrappy and he, yeah. he was trying to to uh, tell stories from the very beginning yeah like suji at the very beginning he was a bit awkward yeah uh, uemura was already like just glaring at suzuki or ishii or whatever and he was he, he was fresh off like maybe two matches into his wrestling career it's going to be I, sorry Carol. and i was like that's my guy if if you're already at the point where you're eyeballing suzuki of all people <laughs> then you you have the the willpower to get somewhere i think this is the thing i think like um Iwamura is, I think Iwamura was a wrestling fan and Suji was recruited. And mm. I think that tells in the difference. I think Iwamura got a faster learning curve because he kind of knew what he where, he, where he wanted to go, whereas Suji's just learning from the ground up. And there's nothing wrong with either way. Wato was a wrestling fan and the great Okanoka wasn't. He was just a guy who yeah. got recruited um and clearly okada is doing far better than wato is yeah, it's but... so strange to me because kawato was so good when he was a young lion at the very beginning in new japan yeah i remember people saying oh he doesn't need to go on excursion he's already great yeah and he he didn't from i haven't seen enough of his excursion to judge but i've not heard great things about his excursion and he just seems to have a lack of confidence about him now that he didn't have when he was a young lion yeah and i don't know me and john don't help because we crowd moan about him a lot but and john doesn't like him either but i don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with what he does he just doesn't execute the way he used to when he was a junior yeah it's and sad I, it is i kind of wonder what happened it can't have been good. No, there's got to be... We don't know everything that goes on. As much as we do, we like to think these days and that these days of wrestlings and backstage scoops and dirt sheets and one thing or another, we know everything. We don't. It's still a closed business, and it's supposed to be. And, you know, and you're also dealing with people's personal lives as well. This is the, yeah. the thing. It's the, the crossover between what is a character and what is a person. And in some cases, there's no real crossover. That person is the character. And there's things that we shouldn't really be playing with that way. But there you go. It is what it is, isn't it, unfortunately? Anyway, thank you for answering my burning it's okay. question. It's all right, no problem. All right, next we had Hiroki Goto, Kazuchika Okada, and Sho, along with Nuji Nagata. That was chaos with a bit of blue justice. It's the other way around. Yeah, it was. I tell you what was weird about it. What I found weird about it is like when Chaos and Hontai started working together, um, the two people who weren't like fully on board with the program were Ishii and Nagata. <laughs> to the <laughs> no, point Nagata's where, like, this is fine. <laughs> to the point where they had a feud over it and a match at Kurokan Hall. They main evented Kurokan Hall together. Um, and it was a bit of a corker. And they kind of got over things because Ishii beat the shit out of Nagata and Nagata beat the shit out of Ishii and that, that's how they settle stuff and Nagata dumped an ice pack in the middle of his chest and walked off which is as, <laughs> which is as close as you're going to get an apology out of Ishii isn't it really <laughs> and, and now they're friends and now they're well, they don't hate each other <laughs> we're, we're partners maybe they now tolerate one another's presence. Yeah. Um, they defeated Bushi, Sanada, Shingo, Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito in 12 minutes and one second. 
with your show getting one over on Bushy after yesterday, Bushy getting one he over on the show. Yes. With a clean finisher win as well, which is a, always ups the ante a little bit, doesn't it? So, yeah, it was a fun match. I thoroughly enjoyed this because really there aren't too many better teams with great teamwork rather other than the uh, LIJ and Chaos. They both work together beautifully. What were your yeah. thoughts on this match? Well, my my first thought was you can see how many stars are in LIJ by the fact that all of them got their own theme song. Yeah. Meanwhile, Chaos came out to Gota's theme song. <laughs> You've got Okada there and he's like, oh, give me Gota's theme song. I'm, I'm fine. He really likes Show's theme song. Yeah, I like Gota's theme, theme song, song more, but <laughs> someone said today on Twitter that Chaos should just use Gota's theme song as their group song. It's stirring, but I, I, I still like Rainmaker's <laughs> theme tune best. Oh, I like all of them, but it's just really funny to me that you've got Bushy with his own theme song, and then Okada's like, nah, give me Goto's spine. Because yeah, Chaos is more of a, a team Whereas LIJ is more of a family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. And Okada doesn't care. No. <laughs> Okada's having so much fun. It's really weird. <laughs> like, he's supposed to be injured, but he's having the best time. He's smiling and doing drums. And, like, it, he's supposed to be sad that he lost and that he's injured, but Okada doesn't care. No, it's a relief, I think. <laughs> Probably. It's a blessed relief not to be main eventing New Japan shows at this moment in time. It's like, that's why we've got Ibushi in, in it, so I don't have to work as hard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it was just fun. Just like, just fun. It was yeah, and what... the teamwork as well. It's it's so fun to see the different LIJ combinations, like Shingo and Bushi. Yeah. Like, that's kind of still weird to me. That they're in the same team now. Yeah, it's it's still. And they they were a tag team, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, it's Sonata and Shingo as well were. Yeah, um, world tag attacked league. World, world tag league list this time around because obviously they lost a heavyweight when Evil went to Bullet Club. <sighs> I still haven't gotten to that. Yeah, well, we can talk about him later. <laughs> yeah, we can. We still have one more tag match to talk about. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Toa Henry defeated Bullet Club. Jay White and Kenta with Gado in 13 minutes and 18 seconds. Again, just fun. <laughs> Jay White just totally telling off Toa Henry, get, get Tanahashi in here. You're yesterday's news. I want him. <laughs> he's old news. <laughs> I beat and then you. The moment, the moment he's rolled out of the ring, he starts attacking Hanare. Like, yes. I don't care about you, but let me run to you to beat you up because yes. I don't care at all. No, no. <laughs> Jay is annoying and he's a liar. Shame yeah. on him. Yeah, always. But that's 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 him. It's Jay, isn't it? He's just annoying. Yeah, that's what we love and hate about Jay White. Yes. Um, Ken to kicking people is a thing. That is the thing. He kicks really hard. He does. Uh, the only person who kicks harder, I think, is Mako Satomura. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> oh, gosh. Imagine that three-way. 
Minoru Suzuki and Mika Satomori have tagged together in the past. Yeah, I know. They I are friends, that. yes. Um, against Naomichi Marafuji, who also kicks really hard. Really, really hard, yeah. And uh, Kana, or Asuka as she is now known, who used to in the day also kick really, really hard. <laughs> I'm wondering now, because Kana, well, sorry, Asuka wears sneakers under her kick pads, does she kick harder or does she not kick as hard or do we just not hear the thwack because when she was wrestling barefoot there were probably more chance of contact <laughs> well, she'd get in trouble because people would say don't slap your thigh i'm not slapping my thigh i'm just hitting people really hard that was a point that was that that chase owens knee to the face that he does i like i heard that and i was like yeah that'll be banned in WWE. it's like oh yes in new japan we don't care in new japan we don't care just have fun do what you if want if it to sounds do. nice it's okay yeah and you know Again, as much as I don't like Chase Owens, is is for various reasons he, he does yeah. throw a really cool knee. That's one move. Hey, that's really good. Yeah, he's still a horrible person. Um, <laughs> well, talking we about sound. Yeah. Three of the people in this match were so loud. You've got Jay White who won't shut up. You've got Hanare who won't shut up, and then you've got <laughs> Juice fucking Robinson who talks the entire match. Who's fucking Robinson? How how are we feeling about the Afro now? I still hate it. Okay. I don't think that's going to change, but I'm going to ask you every day. Okay, well, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> we need we need more returning gags. We need more returning themes on this oh, show. And yeah. And Where's Les... our Disney segment? Yes. Well, we didn't watch Disney today. We watched um, uh, Roald Dahl's... Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is a bizarre stop-motion film starring George Clooney. Uh, Owen Wilson has a has a role in it as well, and Bill Murray. I don't know how to make a segue into wrestling with this. No, I don't either. It just just it's just what happened. Okay, okay. Well, this is awkward. Yes, uh, let's move on. Let, um, let's talk about the ending of the match because I thought it was ironic. Well, how did you feel it was ironic? Because. Tanahashi tapped out Chase Owens with a Texas Clover. He did, yes. A so man. I think that means Tanahashi's double champion now. I don't think it does. I think they actually have to have a match for the no, Texas no, no. Heavyweight no. Championship. Tanahashi's double champion now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's how it works. If you beat the opponent with a Texas kind of move, then you get the championship. So I feel like if he had won it with a bulldog or... Um... No, then you get a dog. Then you get a dog. But like back in the day, all Texas wrestlers won matches with bulldogs. It has has to have Texas in the name. If it's a Texas bulldog, then yes. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why I'm here. I know these things. All right, then. Um, just looking at the history of the Texas Heavyweight Championship, <laughs> um, the last person to be Texas Heavyweight Champion before, like, in the known era, not to... to, to dismiss the hundreds of um, uh, indie guys who've held it <laughs> since the USWA closed, but it was the title. The title that Chase Owens that currently holds is the one that um, yeah, he beat Jack Dane for it in Cypress, Texas. Um, the one that, that Chase currently holds uh, was, uh, was the one that was in the USWA. Mike DiBiossi held it. Oh. In 2008. Uh, who else is this? Al Jackson, Steve DeMarco, 
Yeah, a bunch of people no one's heard of. Bless them. Bless big And now name. Tanahashi is the champion. Wonderful. Brian Adias. I don't think he is. <laughs> I'm just going to run with this. <laughs> Tanahashi no. double champion. I would like to see that, though. I'd like to see it because it was an NWA title, which I suppose kind of like... Um, means the NWA is now working with <laughs> New Japan again in a rough roundabout way. Um, not officially. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think I think Shay should defend it and drop it to somebody massively inappropriate. No. <laughs> no. To like someone who has like never been to Texas. Okay, then that's okay. Yujiro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Yujiro. If he dropped it to Yujiro, that would be ace. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, um, no, I, just have, I have one more comment for the match, and then yeah. I'm done with my tangents. Yes, uh, Henari apparently injured his hand. Oh, yep. Did you oh, notice or not? No, I did not notice. What did no, you it do? wasn't this match. I think he might have injured it against Jace because he right. posted about it on Twitter, and okay. he had one hand taped up. I think it was just a fing- finger finger injury, so right. it won't be anything too bad. Oh, they wouldn't. Yeah, he probably oh, probably he would have just, had the night off. It was, was wrapped up and it was okay. But then Bullet Club targeted his hand, but it was the other hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know he's actually injured. Injured, you know. Yes, don't attack the one that actually hurts. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have one hand wrapped up and it's clearly injured, and then they go for the other hand. That's yes. how you know that it's actually injured and not just kayfabe injured. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, oh, before we get to the main events, how are you feeling about Maki Ito uh, from TJPW being in AEW now? I, I'm really excited for her Good. and for all the fans because that's one of my girls. Like I watch Tokyo Joshi Pro a lot. Um, it's not great for me because I don't watch AEW. I can't even say it. A-W. A-W. But I'm just happy for her because I know this is kind of what she wants. And she wanted to be like a global star when she wasn't even a wrestler. Do you know where she uh, came from? Yes, she was a um, singer, wasn't she, in a J-pop Yeah, Yeah, idol singer. Yeah. um, And they, they didn't want her, so she became a wrestler, basically. Yeah. There was a bunch of Jam Kernet fans who don't like her for obvious reasons. Yeah, he was so angry at her. It was so funny. <laughs> and she was like, fuck you. Yeah, don't care. Why don't do we care you. about you? It's not wrestling for you, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's clearly popular because they got more people than NXT for like the last six months at the same time slot. So just yeah, you- leave it alone. You get a lot of racist people now, though, because Jim Cornette with his, it's a fetish. It's Kenny's fetish. That's yeah. why she's here. And then there was another guy who's like, um, Sheeta is only champion because she's Kenny's girlfriend. And yeah. like, oh, here we go again. Well, yeah, someone else did point out that if you look at the number of people who have apparently been in relationships with Kenny and that's the only reason why they, they get a push is about seven now. Oh, this is why Ibushi is getting a push. Yes, of course it is. Entirely not because that he's incredibly so talented sense. and it's just like, oh God. Can we ask Kenny who else he's been in a relationship with so we know which which is due to him <laughs> which is due to actual talent? It'll make it so much easier. 
Yes. Does Desperado have a relationship with Kenny? No, I don't think so. Are you sure, though? Because he got two titles in, like, <laughs> a couple of days. I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the entire New Japan roster is not bisexual. Oh, are I'm you sure? sure some have of you them seen are. The, have you seen the picture of Taichi and Desperado, though? See how I segue things in for you so you very can talk clever, about things? Just for you. Well, people will be like, what is she talking about? Just go to Taichi or Desperado's Twitter and check out the wonderful picture they posted. And I have no idea why, but it's a thing and I support it. Yes. We, sh- we should encourage these messages of brotherly love. That's where and we titty can. titty grabbing. And titty grabbing. Consensual titty Consensual grabbing. Consensual titty, titty grabbing. Yeah. Just Obviously. to make sure. Just to make sure we're all on the level there. Yeah, um, we have tangented our way out of this match. Let's move on to the next one, which was excellent. <laughs> Doriano beats the Great Okan in 30 minutes and two seconds of oh boy. an entire reverse psychology battle waged between two masters. I just With oh, attempted murder. With attempted murder, at least a couple of times. This was brilliant. This was ace. And yes... Um, I believe Toriano has found his new long-term foe. Because this, oh, this, was, this was um, a second haircut match of, of the month. Though I think Julia looks better than Okan did after his haircut. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it, it was fun. I just enjoyed this for the fun that it was. What did you think of it, Christy? I had mixed feelings about it. Because um, on the one hand, it was really, really funny. And it's a way for Okan to lose without being beaten by someone stronger, if that makes sense. Yeah. Are you you yawning at my... I was not yawning at your commentary, no. I was just tired. And I couldn't not to say anything, and then I did. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. I wasn't yawning at your commentary. You're just <laughs> tired. I've had a long day. All right, I haven't had a long day, but I've had a long week. Children, carry on. Oh, I can relate. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so so I get that side of the of the explanation for why Yano mm. won. On the other hand, I really liked. The, the stoicness about Okan and he wasn't stoic in this at all like he was trying in the very beginning and then he just he, he went crazy <laughs> Yana was annoying him to aggravation I think yeah and well, that might be the story that if Okan keeps his cool he can win and if mm-hmm. he gets riled up he loses that might be I mean maybe it's just the storyteller and me thinking yeah. of a reason for why this happened, but maybe that's what they're going with. I think so, really. I think that's the. I don't think. Okan's a different kind of monster, and I think he prides himself on being a cerebral monster. He isn't just a guy that beats people up, he thinks about it. Yeah. And, and I think he was trying to outthink Toriano, but how do you outthink the Sublime Master Thief? You can't. And, and I think that was issue. Mad. And then he and got that, mad. Yeah. That ruined his entire thing. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think you're on the right lines there. I think there was more, it was more layered than most Toriona matches, let's be honest. <laughs> because Toriona was also really cute because yeah. um, 
he started out being absolutely terrified of yeah. the Khan. And I know very little Japanese, but I know the word koai, which means scared or frightened. And he said that about 200 times <laughs> before the match had even started. Yeah. So it was kind of, it builds Okan up, but yeah. I don't like that he was basically defeated by bullshit. <laughs> like, it would have been different if, we'll, we'll get to that in the next match, but... Yeah. Yeah. If it, yeah, but you can't do that with Yano because he's not a heel. Yeah, but yeah, you can... I, I know guess it would have been different because he started wrestling, wrestling Okan at some point. Yeah. And I think it would have been different for me if I drudged that out a bit longer and made sure that there was also a valid non-bullshit reason why Yano might win. Yeah. Because yeah. right now it just looked like the clear winner got... Cheated. Cheated because he was being dumb and we know Okan's not dumb, so... Yeah. I think that's the difference, isn't it? It's like, bad luck Farley likes to think he's intelligent, but we know he's not. As a character. Just... As a character, yes. Yeah, not not in real life. Farley actually is an intelligent person, though he is a right-wing Trump supporter. Yeah. Though I disagree with his political opinions, he's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas his wrestling character thinks he's the smartest guy in the room when he's clearly not. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point. That's the reason why he gets frustrated with Yano, because he can't outthink Yano. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Okan's supposed to be intelligent, and yeah, yeah. well, anyway, there's two sides to this for me. <laughs> yes, no, I, I, I just like it because it was a fun piece of fluff, but equally, I don't think it sets back Okan because he got beat by Yano, and even Moxley gets beat by, by Yano, so and I think <laughs> he tried killing him, <laughs> he, he ran at him with scissors. Yeah, but, well, yeah, Moxley probably would have done at some point if he wasn't in shock that he'd lost to Yano. <laughs> <laughs> and Yano still owed an AEW World Heavyweight Championship match, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Kenny Omega is too busy having relationships with people he wants to push to the moon. 17 people on his roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Has no time. <laughs> just a lot of dinners to carry that many relationships yeah. together yes romantic ones, no money obviously. anymore no <laughs> that's where that's where that that's where the explosion budget went it went on <laughs> kenny omega's uh dinner expenses dates. dinner dates for the he has like an entire notebook yes. full of like i'm going out to dinner with that guy on monday and that woman on tuesday and Oh, must be horrible being Kenny Omega. Does he does he date the tag teams at the same time? Depends well, if they're in, into threesomes or not. <laughs> just thought Kenny Omega taking FTR to dinner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, how no. did we get here? Oh well, you know, stupid people on the internet. Anyway, yeah. um, let us move on to the main event. Evil with Dick Togo defeated Jeff Cobb in 23 minutes and 8 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evil since his heel to heelier turn um, joining Bullet Club has never been my favourite as fans of the Troopany show will, will no doubt tell you just because he had to change his style to be even more of a heel 
and that took the interesting out of it for me. And though Jeff Cobb is quite good, or just is generally really good, and both of them are really, really good, it was just too much of a clash of styles of the same thing for this to be really my kind of thing. That's not to say it was bad, but it wasn't my thing. It was the way they did it was good. And Jeff Cobb doesn't lose anything by losing from interference from Ujiro. But equally, they said two weeks ago they were going to stamp down on people jumping out from commentary to attack other people whilst they're in the ring. And that clearly hasn't happened. No. So, <laughs> Well, yeah. it, it's only a bad thing when it's chaos doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to quote, to quote you, just like the one thing that just like struck me about this entire show more than anything else, and I haven't mentioned it yet, was... Um, during the Hantai match, all you could hear was Juice Robinson say, um, oh, God, who was the referee? Um, not Red Shoes, the other one, the short one. Uh, <laughs> oh, him. him. I know who you mean. Yeah, uh, I'll look his name up, but... Oh. Is it Kenta or something like that? Kenta Sato. Sato. Yeah, that's it. Kenta Sato. Sato. And all you heard was Juice Robinson shout, Kenta Sato, you are the worst referee I have ever seen. <laughs> well, he was talking the entire match. Yes, but it was and just... Now like... that the, the audience is quiet, you can hear everything he's saying. Yes. Which is... Well, actually, during the empty arena shows they did during the first New Japan Cup, well, the, not the first one, the last New Japan Cup, it, he would have... That's where they got it from. They all started talking a lot more and shouting at each other and trying to g each other up from the ringside and stuff and got more vocal because they had to fill they couldn't just wrestle to eerie silence. <laughs> so they did it better than most other people did. Oh, I so, got so annoyed by him last night. Yes, but yes, any but yes, yes. Kenta Sato, you are a dreadful referee, um, and that kind of reminds are, me of this. All referees have like five second memories. It's yeah, they're awful. If they were actual referees, I'd fire all of them. See, this is the thing, and I, I, this is the only thing that kind of like I don't mind them letting things go in New Japan because that's kind of the tradition, and you want to see a winner and all of that stuff. But then I watch AEW, and Bryce Rensburg and Aubrey Edwards don't look stupid. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, well, I I don't mind it because yeah. it, it's like I know it's because they're wrestling referees yeah but what i mean is is like when i watch other companies the refs don't look like they've been made fools of mm -hmm. whereas in new japan they do a little bit more well it's also because the faces in new japan like juice robinson just tear them down like they're idiots yeah i think that's possibly an issue too and no one defends them like you'd expect the, the faces to protect the referees who are being yeah. attacked by the heel, but the faces even throw them aside and yeah. throw them out the ring and whatever. So I think Red Shoes gets more respect, and they, yeah. people do respect Red Shoes. But I think the I think we've got to the point where we're having too many ref bumps for it to make. It's starting to get. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because we watch more New Japan than anybody else, and we're <laughs> watching every show at the minute. So you're starting to see more, more and more traits that, that are going to annoy you. Yeah, and also there's no consequences for any of it. No, that's it. Like there, there was a match recently where three referees got knocked out. Yeah. And nothing happens with that. 
It's like, no. that's okay. Yeah, even a couple of years ago, like Tamatonga got fined a thousand dollars a match every time he got. There was that period where I think it was the G one where him and Farley just decided to get disqualified to make a point. Yeah. And they got fined a thousand dollars a match or something along those lines every time they got disqualified, and that was part of the storyline. And it was to help get, you know, uh, to get right. Um, firing squad over as a bigger heel faction with the bullet club da, 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 da. and it all made sense but now they're not doing that it just kind of looks like no one cares about the referees so therefore it also makes the referees seem immortal because they never get injured no that's it they, they get knocked out and thrown everywhere and then the next match they're okay i'm fine meanwhile all the re- wrestlers are selling injuries and like it, yeah. taping up everything and <laughs> I like it better than, say, WWE, where they don't even really acknowledge the referees existing unless something goes badly wrong. I'm complaining about it, but I really like the referees in New Japan, really. Yes, I like them as referees. I think they're great great people and great performers, but it's equally is like the one thing about watching that AEW pay-per-view at the weekend was... um, Paul Thingy, who was the XR Ring of Honor pay-per-view, his name I can't remember, Paul and Aubrey Edwards and Bryce Rensburg all looked like they were respected by the wrestlers they were looking after. And, you know, there was it, it just seemed to flow a bit better from the rest point of view. And when there was outside interference, it didn't seem so obvious, like the ref had missed it. Whereas in New Japan, it tends to look a bit more obvious. Yeah, and also because the ring announcer gets attacked by evil every match. Yeah. Nothing has happened. Yeah, that's it's, the thing. It's not, not been anyone like, hey, the next time you do that, you get fined. Or there's not been a face who's been like, if you do that again, I'll beat you up. Yeah, it's not the... No one cares. No, the yeah. Fans don't there's care. no... The need... don't care. New Japan management doesn't care. There's no consequences. No. No. New Japan referees should unionize. <laughs> with the ring announcers and the commentary <laughs> team <laughs> auxiliary personnel of professional wrestling Japan Yes. Um, anyway uh, what did you think of the match because I haven't really asked you what you thought of the match so far I actually really liked it good sorry it's alright <laughs> you don't have to agree with me I mean it... I get what you mean and it's the the whole oh my god Yujiro and Dick Togo are interfering yeah. Um, and I do get that. But the difference between Yano and Okan and Evil and Cobb to me is that Evil is clearly capable of wrestling Cobb. Mm. And if they hadn't been there, he might have taken it more serious and actually wrestled him. Whereas, unless Yano wrestles like a wrestler and not his comedy character, he shouldn't be able to beat Okan. Yeah. So for me, it just looks like Dick Toga and Yujiro making it easier for Evil and not necessarily giving him the only opportunity to win, if that makes sense. Yes, it's a fight between two equals, but... But Evil just wants an easier match, so his friends are helping him. Hmm. Which does beg the question, where is the rest of the United Empire for... You know, when you see, like... When you, I know they're mercenaries, and their job is to protect Billiam, but 
you see Juice seconding Dave Finley, mm-hmm. and you see Dave Finley seconding Juice, and you see, you know, there there is a Kojima second Tenzan. So where are they? Well, that's always <laughs> been my question, actually, in New yeah. Japan, because there's the the faction system, and they're all basically little families. Yeah. Um, but you never see people run into the ring. Almost never. I remember yeah. that for chaos, there was one time where Goto ran to the ring to protect Ishii, I think it was, yeah, from a beatdown, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, this happens." Since when? Because faces <laughs> never show up to help each other, and it makes no sense to me. No, the first time it happened, I remember it happening, was. Yano was getting a beat down from Minoru Suzuki and Ishii came to save him and he demolished the whole of Suzuki going about 30 seconds. And that seconds. was to set up a feud? I'm yeah, assuming. that was to set up the feud with Ishii. That's the Suzuki. thing, they only yeah. do that when they want to set up a feud. Yeah, otherwise you're on of, your own. Yeah, it kind of makes the faces look like really ass, real assholes. Because it does. you've got all the, like Suzuki Gun does it as well, they'll, they'll send people out. Yeah, and LIJ makes, do too as well. Well, sometimes. Well, LIJ are supposed to be five individuals that work together as a family. Yeah. So, but... It's, well, I, it's, I remember... It's, but NATO, NATO's gone on record saying as it's up to them if they want to come help me. They don't have to if they don't want to. That's yeah, not the way and that LIJ works. sometimes, but I also yeah. remember at one point, I don't know who it was, but someone was getting beat down and NATO was the one to run down to the ring. And he was injured at the time. <laughs> he just had a, well, a kayfabe injured. Yeah. So you have, I think it might have been Hiromu who was getting beat down. You've got Sonata and at the time Evil and Bushi sitting in the back looking at this. And you send the injured bow-legged <laughs> mess of a man down to the ring to help him. Yeah. And not, say, Sonata, who's an athletic marvel and could have been there in maybe two seconds flat. See, it also depends as well who they send and when they decide to turn yeah. up. Like, or Yoshihashi, remember him? Yeah, Hiromu will turn up to defend Nato anytime and he'll be the first there. And Bushi as well. And Bushi will as well. And occasionally Hiromo will hang back just because he may he may sense something might go on so he can save the day whilst Bushi's in a heap <laughs> by the side of the ring because he misjudged his misjudged the running. So yeah, there is there is issues with it. Yeah, as I well. remember Bushi um always coming to Naito's rescue when Naito was feuding with Suzuki. Yes. And then Bushi would be the one getting submitted into unconsciousness <laughs> yes they might they managed to get it sussed last year at when nato took the title off of evil uh jingu baseball stadium because bushi ran in first to distract dick togo and then sonada ran in to distract evil whilst hiromo ran in to help nato up <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, it, that's that's good storytelling. They they, the they fact, clearly had talked about it before. Yeah, and it, that's that makes sense, right? Yes. Meanwhile, you've got guys like Tanahashi being beat down for twenty minutes, and no one shows up. Or yeah. you have Bullet Club with two or three people in at ringside, 
and there's no one in Hontai or Chaos who is like, maybe we should send out one or two people in case they, you know, hit people with candlesticks. It's it's I I know why it happens because they want to have the heels beat the faces and have a reason why the face is lost. But it lacks logic. But it lacks logic. It's wrestling logic. Like yes. the bad guys care more about each other than and about winning <laughs> than the good guys do. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. No, no, not at all. Anyway, yeah. match, match. Yes, match. Oh, we're really bad at this. <laughs> no, we're not. We're ace at this. <laughs> Why are we doing the podcast? We can't stick to the matches. No, but we get but but this is good conversation. You haven't been on the show for three years, so you've got to catch that is up. True. You know, I mean, you've done you've done more podcasts this week than you have done in the last three years. So yeah, that is true. And <laughs> yes. there's been more mentions of Yoshihashi and Goto than years. Than normal. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um anyway, match. Um I, I love that Cobb like looked at Togo like he was a nuisance. Like, if you get within one foot of this ring I'm going to throw you to the back and he probably could as well um, and he, he like the, the strength that that guy has terrifies me kind of Yeah. like evil's not a small person no and he's just deadlifting him from the second rope from the outside to inside the ring and it's it's amazing and the commentary team was clearly so impressed like they were in love <laughs> it, it was love at first well not first sight love at first deadlift it was amazing uh, yes uh what else what else uh, oh yeah i mentioned that um in my notes that he was doing moonsaults and stuff yeah I, I think we found Suji's favorite new wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, Cole's been doing moonsaults. He is, he's an athletic marvel. He's about as athletic as Ibushi is. He's just 100 pounds heavier. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen it. But yeah. it's just seeing it and knowing it happens and seeing it is a different thing. Yeah. I mean, there's also the point as well that perhaps he should tone that down a little bit. Now he's a heel. Maybe, but it was that's the old school. That's face. the old, yeah. That's the old school booking in me. Yeah, you can pull that out against evil. Yeah, he, that, we, yeah. we talked about the the faction, um, the faction ladder of who's heel, yeah. more heel than the other. We were like United Empire is clearly healier than a Bullet Club, but apparently New Japan doesn't agree. Yeah, but then again, well, yeah, because someone had to be the heel, didn't they? And yeah, and they chose evil. It's easier when you've got Duke Togo as your manager to be a heel. To be honest. True, but this uh, is a this is and it has been at ringside before. True. This is but you know, this is a man who once run a faction called the Big Dick Army. So yeah. yeah, you know, as we discovered when we watched Osaka Pro and I made Darrow watch Osaka Pro. It was like, <laughs> I made Dara watch Osaka Pro and Battle Arts for the same show. And he was like, it's a, it's a, for a minute, I thought you'd sent me the same thing, like the same promotion and just two different shows. <laughs> and I was like, nah. <laughs> and he was like, 
because Darrow doesn't watch Japanese wrestling he, he much. He watches bits and pieces of New Japan, but he never watches like big bits. He's a North American wrestling fan, and he was like, "This was the weirdest shit I've ever seen." <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's yeah. out. Maybe. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's the thing is. Um, is evil is always going to be more evil than anyone else, isn't he? I suppose. Well, right now, isn't he? Yeah. So well, who knows where he's going? Yeah. I would like to point out something before we, we wrap up today. The actual crowd was quite big. <laughs> you and your crowds. Yeah. But, well, you know, I am concerned when they I get outdrawn by stardom at Budokan that things are beginning to slip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really don't care. I know you don't care because you're a story storyline person. But <laughs> we, we do look at the business on the Trooper Show a little okay. bit. Just a little bit. I'll accept know. the business talk. We'll talk numbers. Go ahead. Yes. Well, the, there's no numbers on Cage Match because none have been reported for today. But it certainly looked more full. And I'm not sure if that was because it was a smaller room or if they'd sold more tickets. But it's certainly, the crowd seemed more into it. They were hot for this show mm -hmm. a lot more. It was easier to get them going. It's still really interesting to see who claps for what and who can get them to do what. Well, they're very... Um, they'll clap whenever a wrestler wants them to clap. Yeah. It's really polite, actually. Like, Jay White will be clapping. <laughs> and they will be clapping. Cla clapping, And I'm like, I would ignore the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want me to clap? Well, no. <laughs> Because you're an asshole. Juice Robinson could start a cult. And why hasn't he? Well, I would ignore Juice Robinson, <laughs> to be honest. I know you would, but like they love Juice Robinson. <sighs> yeah, I guess they do. They could they, he could get them to clap the aria. But you know, he's he's yeah, they do they will literally do anything Juice Robinson asked them to. Well, any of the wrestlers, which is so weird to me, like uh, let me look at the people. Um, Kenta could decide yeah. to clap, and they'll clap. It's like it's it's Pavlov reaction. Like <laughs> wrestler clap, I clap. <laughs> it's a, they they always do it. So it's either very nice or slightly worrying. Or mildly terrified. Yeah, they're trained so keenly that it's, they. It's Minoru Suzuki's trained them. <laughs> it's like it's what Jay White is trying to do with the young lions, but it's yes. not working. No. Fucking clap. No. <laughs> I think someone put on Twitter, and I think it's absolutely true. We will know the world will be right when we hear Cozy Ninare sang properly in Tokyo Dome. I still do it. Yeah. It's because I'm a, I'm by myself in my room, so yes. no one's uh, give Corona to. No, the the greatest theme song in professional wrestling history. Yeah, and some other things were missing, like uh, Bushy's Mist. Yes. Um, oh, Mao and uh, Peter, obviously, we missed them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of spitting, which I I don't miss. To Sorry. Be A lot of spitting. Yes, that's not nice. Nice and Jay and. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss that. No, it's not something we should be doing, really, is it? No, uh, no as, as we've discussed, there was a lot of spitting on the JCW shows, and we suggested please refrain from this. Mm -hmm. I don't care whether you're COVID negative or not. Oh, <laughs> Conamaro's whiskey. 
Tanamara's whiskey. Yes, he's only allowed to hit people with it now. He's not allowed to spit it on them. That's not a good alternative, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It's not safe because there's going to be someday that glass for that bottle is going to break. And, you know. That's also wrestling logic. I saw Yujiro hit someone with his cane and, like, a normal person would hit it like a tennis racket. Yes. And he's like, hitting people with the the top end and then his hand over it and i know why it happens so yeah i don't need people to tell me why because yeah but wrestling yes. fans love explaining shit to people <laughs> but no no by male wrestling logic, fans <laughs> yeah sorry male wrestling fans love explaining oh, shit to God. people <laughs> yes i hate that when you could basically just make a sarcastic comment or anything and you'll have people in your mentions going well did you know that in 2000 this happened which is why and i'm like i know i'm just making a joke go away (laughs) anyway yeah it's maybe funny considering we're explaining shit to each other and to people on the podcast but Yeah, yeah but we're not doing it in a overbearing way you can come and listen to us that's the thing that people choose to listen to us it's not like i'm in people's dms with my microphone going did you know that goto was born today (laughs) was he no okay it was just he's the first person who comes to mind yes but no you can choose to listen to us unfortunately if Uh, they've made it this far into the podcast yes i'm sure they have done we had we had pretty good downloads yesterday, so it's popular. I'm happy to hear yes. that. Yeah, I didn't even force anyone to listen to it. <laughs> no, it's just it's naturally good, and we're enjoying ourselves, and that's the important thing. Yes. <laughs> but I suppose that's we've run out of wrestling to talk about now. Do we? we have? To, do we talk about the upcoming matches? Or... Yes, we should do. Second round. Let me have a look on the Wikipedia and then I shall find out for you. Uh, we are in, where are we? Uh, Nagoya, Aichi, on Saturday uh, for night seven. Um, New Japan Cup, where are we? Still on Texas. Is Goto uh, Shingo? Yes. And, and Suzuki Kenza. I mean, talk about a wonderful day. <laughs> There'll be some big stuff. Let's see what we've got, also got on this list. Uh, da, 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 da. Hiroki Goto versus Shingo Takagi. Minoru Suzuki versus Kenta. Mm-hmm. Versus Zack Sabre Jr. I guess we all know who we want to win there. Yeah. <laughs> Yuji Nagata versus Sonata, which I feel could be very laid back. Yeah, they had a couple of matches recently which were good. I think I've said this before, actually. Mm. Dave Finley versus Yoshihashi, which we, we, we did talk about yesterday because we talked so much about the Finleys yesterday and again today. You're still going with Yoshihashi. Depends what you're asking. If you're asking who do I want to win or do who do I think will win? Who do you think will win? Because yesterday you told me who you want to win. Well, I originally thought it was Yoshihashi, but you keep telling me that they pushed Finley a lot recently. So, yes, this I could be. I think Finley, but. This could be his breakout tournament, really, I think, in but Japan. But on anyway. the other side of the same quarter is Jay White or Tanahashi. I mean... Mm. I... Mm. 
I have a feeling Jay wins that one. Yeah, me too. I had Jay. And Dave and Jay is an age-old feud, so that might work. But Jay White and Yoshiashi as well, because they've got the chaos history. And yeah, the, the, Jay White the, was an asshole to Yoshiashi. Yes, um, Dave Finley was Jay White's first challenger for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship mm. after he beat um, Kenny Omega for it. Um, back when Jay White, Jay White was a baby-faced little runt of a man. <laughs> um, he was adorable. Yes, um, and Dave speared him in Long Beach, didn't he? So that could be that could be interesting. And if Dave did get that win over Jay White to put him out of the tournament, that would catapult Dave Finley. Yeah, it would. And so that's a that's a strong possibility. If Yoshihashi gets to that point and he's up against Jay White. Even if Yoshihashi wins, I don't think it does that much for him. But do you think, because this is a really stupid point maybe, but looking at his ring gear, David Finley's ring gear, he doesn't <laughs> look like something that's new <laughs> and that speaks of a singles push? No, no, true. Maybe but... he gets one after he beats JY? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got they got new ring gear for best of, uh, sorry, World Tag League because they got matching ring gear. Uh, well, actually, no, they didn't. They had offset ring gear. Now they have matching ring gear. Now the World Tag League's over, unless they're just yeah. trying it out early for like next year's World speak, Tag League. That doesn't speak singles run to me. No, it doesn't. So, I mean, there's also the point that, like, you know, they might be keeping it under wraps. So, maybe. I don't, maybe. But I think it's more likely that you're going to get Dave and Jay and Jay wins. Yeah. Well, but, but I think if Yoshihashi beats Jay, it's not that much of a shock. If Dave Finley beat Jay, it would be. Yeah. So I'm undecided. And, and is Jay going to challenge Tanahashi if he wins? No, that's been the. I get the feeling the never title is below Jay. Yeah, but then, then it's like, who's going to challenge Tanahashi? Tanahashi's talking about making it a pure championship, like a pure wrestling championship. So the person I would pick is Zack Sabre Jr. Because mm. uh, I say that because Jay White has been basically feuding with Tanahashi in the entire tournament so far. Yeah, I, I'm. We're sitting here saying assuming Jay will win, but Tanah could win that match. And again, it won't be much of a shot, but it doesn't give you many interesting options, does it, really? (laughs) Looking at Tanahashi, Finley, or Yoshihashi, there's nothing there, not much history there. No, I mean, you could have Dave versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Dave beats Tanahashi and then challenges for the Never title somewhere down the line, and they have this great pure wrestling matches, which is where Tanahashi wants to take the championship. And Tanahashi retains the title and can wear it around his waist because he's proven himself in this new style that he wants to pioneer. And yeah, you could do that, but I don't think Dave's the guy to do that with. No. Okay, so with all the people who are left in the tournament, if you could choose a final, who would it be? Mm, I'm looking at the brackets now, they would work out. Um, I want Jay White versus Minoru Suzuki. That'll be my pick, actually. Okay. Just because I've not seen Jay White versus Minoru Suzuki yet. And I think that would be an incredible final. And Suzuki needs some rub right now. He hasn't had a big run for a while. And he's looking good. And you can do it with the shorter matches with Suzuki and get the best out of him. 
and then he could have one big long half hour burner with Jay White. And it would really put Jay White over because he couldn't just cheat because Miss Suzuki would just cheat more. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I remember one match in the G1 where Suzuki and Jay White had a match. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, think that was really great, actually. It was in the time that people were doubting Jay White right yeah. after his program with Tanashi. Yeah. I think Jay White wins. I think Jay White wins that final. Mm. But. Suzuki would just like beat him to within an inch of his life for 30 minutes and then Jay White sneak it at the end. And I yeah, think that would be okay. fascinating to watch. <laughs> yeah. And then just have the angriest Suzuki we've ever seen. So that would be kind of the way I was thinking through. What about you? Oh, God. Uh, oh, you got to ask me these questions. You've got to <laughs> them back. <laughs> yeah, I should have probably figured that. Um, like, I'm probably going to say Goto because just Goto. And I think my it, it, the issue is I want Okada, Goto, and Shingo in the final. <laughs> but they're all on the same side. Yes. I think Okada is, is taking a break. Yeah. Shingo's already had a title recently. Goto has a title, but it's not really a title. Um, hey, so now. <laughs> It's all a singles title, is what I mean. Okay, then. And they don't seem to care about it much. Oh, no, no, no. At they the do. At the moment, yeah, because they've got singles matches. But you haven't seen the tournament they had last summer for them, have you? No. They... no. I'm, I'm ignorant on the uh, Great Never War. They, they, had, they really tried to make those titles mean something okay. by having... Honest to God, the all chaos final of Akada, Yano, and Sho versus Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi was the best match I saw last year. That no. God, I keep being told about great things I need to watch, and I don't have extra time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to watch the old tournament, but again, Dara watched it with me. He reviewed it for the show, and, and he again, he didn't watch New Japan, and he was like, This is brilliant, this is great. What, why am I not watching New Japan more? <laughs> yeah, but I'm a storyline girl, so if I want, want to watch a final, then I have to watch the entire fucking thing. Yes, so, but it is literally all your favourites in one match. That is true. Yeah. Well, Desperado's not in it. Well, all right then. Was he the referee? It was... It was uh, Miki Sato actually was the referee. <laughs> <laughs> Did he die? No, no, there was, it was a straight-up pure wrestling match because okay, it was chaos on chaos. Okay, so Goto I'm putting on the left side of the bracket. Okay, right, right. Oh, I remember him having great matches with Zack, so maybe that. He's had yeah. great matches with Ishii. Do I want to have a Goto-Yoshihashi match? Am I putting myself through that? <laughs> It happened a couple of years ago because Yoshiashi got through Goto and then got to Ishii and it, a bit of a stumbling block with Ishii, as most people do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Goto J. White. Yeah. Okay. That seems yeah. reasonable to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goto J. White. Because, no, I'll go with that. that... You, need, you need a face and you need a, a heel, kind of. Yeah. And okay. like Goto is a straightforward, heroic, loyal, good guy. Yes. Versus Jay White, who is the exact opposite of everything that Goto is. 
And he did, I mean, he's done that kind of thing before the match he had with Kenny Omega at the G1 a couple of years ago in the... He threw a chair at his face. Yes. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, he was the right person at the right time to go up against that big bad heel that was... Yeah, and Jay White has so much history with Chaos. Yeah. So... I think that would be my choice. So yeah. we both chose Jay White. I think I... Of the big hitters and former champions in this tournament, I can't think of anyone else that's going to win it. I love Suzuki to win it. I would love Minoru Suzuki versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, that's why I asked if you could choose. <laughs> if I could choose, yeah, I mean, like from, yeah, I I want Jay White versus Minoru Suzuki, but like I said, I think I think. Jay White wins that one. I'd like Suzuki to win it. I'd like Suzuki to win it and have one run with the title that's eluded him. Um, you know, he's been Triple Crown champion. He's been GHC heavyweight champion. It's the one thing he could do. He's, yeah. There's only two people left alive that can that are likely to win all three championships in their career, and he's one of them. Kojima's the other. So Kojima's not really in a position to win the GHC Heavyweight Championship at the moment. So I think it'd be nice if Suzuki could get one title run before he finishes to cement his legacy, or at least tell the story of him trying to cement his legacy. Ah, oh, look at his fantasy booking. Yeah. But We're writing fan fiction together. We are, true. But that's the, that's the nature of the beast, is you've got to make money, and Jay White's the hottest ticket in New Japan. Yeah. Right now. So... The... Both, for both sides, Japanese side as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think he's Ibushi's a hot ticket as a babyface, and I don't think we've seen anyone as hot as Ibushi since Okada in his epic run. Um, but equally, I think Jay White's where the interest lies. The Japanese fans were really ticked off at Ibushi though because of the unification. Yeah, I think that's the issue. It's not Ibushi's fault. No, he's, but... <laughs> he's the vehicle that that's unfortunately got lumbered with this unpopular idea. <laughs> yeah, we know that, but a lot of fans yeah. like. I'm not saying that it's just Japanese fans because a lot of English-speaking fans were also giving Ibushi grief. Yeah. For clearly a New Japan decided thing. So... Yeah. I, yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't, that's that's the trouble. That's the other issue is, do you want the red-hot heel coming into a match where the babyface isn't that popular when you've had just had one match where Desperado was essentially the babyface in that match? Yeah, even if he didn't want to be. Yeah, so, like, you're coming up with defence number three, and out of the three defences you've had, if Jay White's the challenger, out of the three defences you've had, Ibushi, the white-hot babyface, has had to wrestle as a heel twice. So on it unintentionally, but yeah, they're booking themselves into a corner with Ibushi, which I don't so like. Who would be the best choice to put with Ibushi to make sure he is the babyface? You want to heal, but not someone as hot as Jay White. So Zack Saber Jr. or Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, Suzuki might be like if say Tanahashi wins, yeah, and makes it to the final, and you put Suzuki. Tanahashi and Suzuki breaks Tanahashi again. Yeah. That might be a thing because Tanahashi and uh, Ibushi also have a lot of history. So Ibushi might take offense to 
yeah. Suzuki completely destroying Tanahashi. He might do, and that 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 would that would build up the babyface kind of like uh, attitude. Um, Watch him be Osprey though. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the bit that's just nagging at the back of my head is would they be stupid enough to put Osprey in the show, in the winner of this tournament? That's winner of this tournament. He's a, he's a heel who's not J level heel, and they yeah. want to build his faction. They want to build him, and he has had good matches with. Ibushi, and he has a flashy kind of style, and he's got new ringer. Yeah, I I think it's the obvious thing to do. Um, I'm not interested in seeing it. No, me neither. But is it obvious though? Because I don't think people are necessarily talking about it that much. Uh, you also have to understand that the bubble we surround ourselves of people who hate Will Ospreay is quite that large. Is true. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, it's um, if you look at say if you go to the Wrestle Talk pages where they talk about New Japan, and you look at the, like on Twitter and you follow down the comments, you'll see an awful lot more positiveness towards Will Ospreay because that's Wrestle Talk's audience, um, and they you know they they want to see these classic matches with Ibushi and one thing and another because they're not affected by you know the things that we get affected by. Mm-hmm. So I think. I don't think that is the trouble. Like, will it sell T-shirts? Yes, it will. Will it make Will a more bankable up, pin bankable person in Japan? Yes, it will. If he wins this tournament, Ibushi still wins that match, though. So you know, I don't think you're in danger of Osprey getting anywhere near the IWGP Heavyweight Championship just yet. I think he will do one day, unfortunately. But he's yeah. more, more than likely to have dropped a massive clangor before then. And because who else do we have? Like Takagi? Goto? That's, Goto, that's... Goto and Takagi are the guys that never win the championship. They're the guys that challenge for the championship. Yeah, and but give that's it their why all. they might be someone to put against Ibushi. Yeah. Hmm. But they still kind of need to establish Ibushi, I think. Yeah, that, but that's why give him another win against yeah. two, two guys who slightly less slightly lesser competition than perhaps they could, but still great competition. But also, yes. Takagi's beaten Okada at this point, and if Goto beats Takagi or Takagi go, beats Goto, you've got the guy, yeah. either the guy who beat Okada or the guy who beat the guy who beat Okada. <laughs> <laughs> So like, many variations. If we have this conversation at the end of next week when most of round two's finished, I think we'll probably have a clearer idea. Yeah, yeah but this is fun though, because <laughs> like we might be right, and then we can say, like, one of our ten hypotheses <laughs> was right. I totally called it. Yes. So just to make it easier, um, maybe it's evil Ibushi, maybe it's uh Yano Ibushi, maybe it's Goto Ibushi, maybe it's Shingo Ibushi, maybe it's Suzuki Ibushi, maybe it's Kenta Ibushi. Oh, okay. I'm Kenta, done. Kenta's a possibility, actually. We didn't discuss that. Kenta Ibushi actually would be worth it. Maybe. Is he not too focused in America, though? Not at the minute. He's in Japan full time at the moment. No, but... I mean, his entire storyline seems to play in the Moxley. United States. Yeah, but they've taped like 13 weeks of TV, so he doesn't have to do anything with that. <laughs> so, I guess. Yeah, they've taped like three days of television. He's fine. He can go back in about 13 weeks' time and pick up where he left off. Um, 
and theoretically, if they pick Kenta to win this, then they are booking an awful long way ahead, Maybe. given the given the things that could go wrong in a tournament like this. Yeah. Um, but Kenta's the right level. It would mean I would then think you if Kenta gets past Suzuki, let's say Takagi gets past Goto. So Takagi versus Kenta is an interesting match we've not seen before, and that's kind of a dream match. Uh, would rely on Toriyano getting past Evil, though, because you don't want to give away the Evil Kenta storyline just yet, because that's a possibly big thing down the road. Are you going to give Yano three sneaky victories in a row? Yeah, why not? It's a good excuse. He's the best excuse guy there is. That's you got to beat by Yano. You know? Like, three in a row. Yeah, why not? He always gets at least six points in the G1 because he beats at least three people. Some okay. years he gets up as 12, so I could see him winning three in this. I don't think he gets to the final. Though Jay White versus Toriyano in the final of the New Japan Cup is about the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard, and I would love to see that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Jay would have a ball with it too. Like... Yes, but I could see Yano getting to the semis, definitely, but I can't see... Like I can, yeah, I think Yano versus Yano versus Kenta in the semis, and then Jay versus Zach in the other semi would be really cool. You but think it's Zach? Because I think it's the. I'm trying to avoid the thoughts of Will Ospreay ever winning another match again. Like I don't think Zach is getting any focus this tournament. No, and he won. He's won one already. He doesn't need to win another one to prove the point, does he? No. So. I mean, the fact that there's like no Suzuki gun on this tour doesn't say to me that Suzuki or Zach are going to do much. No. I mean, maybe that doesn't make any sense, but. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's difficult because it is like, you know, it's, it's, is it going to be a year where you get somebody like Zach Jaber Jr. who comes out of the pack and has a big run? Or are you going to go with re-establishing a style you already have that needs to rub? Those are basically your two options. Yeah. So. And it's not going to be Sonata. No, because we... We already had Ibushi Sonata. Yeah, Sonata... It's not going to be Nagata. No. And, you know, Sonata's also had a fairly lackluster run at the top over the last two years. So, you know, he does have good matches... And the fans do like him, but he's really popular though. Because I saw a poster for I think it was this show, the one before. Mm. Um, you had Naito, uh, Tanahashi, and who else was it? I don't remember who at the very top, and then you had Sonata and Okada at the same level, same size. Uh, picture and everything, and then yeah. you below that you had Ishii, Jay White, etc. So Sonata was on the same point on par with Okada on, yeah. the, on the poster, so he must be pretty damn popular, I think. Yeah, I think he is. He he has kind of a following outside wrestling as well. I think a little bit because he used Does to. He work... looks like a model. Because yeah, because he he basically is a model. <laughs> um, it's hard to think the boy that we saw in Impact Wrestling, what, seven years ago, who just never stopped smiling and was like the most annoying babyface I'd ever come across. Um, 
could be, you know, this enigmatic mega draw. But he's kind he of is. funny though, because did you read the interview that he did recently? No, no. He was uh, someone. The interviewer asked, um, like, so something along the lines of, "You don't have any. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have any faults." And then Sonata goes, "Are you sure? Did you see my um, what was it in-ring interview lately?" Did you see my promos? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he he knows that his promos are his issue, and he's yeah. not afraid to to mention them. And I thought that was so funny. Like yeah. here's this guy who's meant to be a top guy, and he's like, "Did you see my promos lately?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think his promos are okay. He holds an audience. Yeah. They will they will listen and they will hang on every word he says. He's a minimalist now. Yes. Which is no bad thing, but it's just like, yeah, it, it needs a bit more fire to him, I think, at times. But yeah, I don't think he needs fire. I think he needs some reasoning behind what he does. Like, I don't want him to turn into Ishii. No, but because equally, he... I don't want him to be the guy who writes a blog post first before he has to have a feud with somebody. Yeah, I meant more as in why he does what he does like is there a reason why he's so emotionless yes that would be an interesting story to find out about because if there's a reason why this happens then you can explore that instead of just having a guy who does and say says nothing yeah yeah that, because that... it's, it's kind of weird in wrestling because like, kayfabe-wise, here's a guy who decides to become a wrestler, which he knows involves promos and being popular and mm. talking in front of an audience. Uh-huh. And then he doesn't. Yeah. So why is that? Why is that all, you know, wrestling <laughs> tends to tends to attract effervescent characters. And he yeah. is the opposite of effervescent. So, Yeah. That would be an interesting story to tell. It's me writing fanfiction again. You know, it's not fanfiction, though. You're actually writing what a promo New Japan should actually write. You know, those little things that Kevin Kelly does on the YouTube channel? That should be one of them. Explain why Sonata is so... Why is Sonata the way that he is? (laughs) Yes, explain why Sonata the way that he is. Why Sonata? Yeah, why Sonata? Why does Hiromo wear jackets that are apparently twice his weight? You know, those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> Why Hiroma would tell them. Like, yeah. Hiroma would make a YouTube video about it. Yes, with some animation. <laughs> and Shingo in the back somewhere. Yes. So that's what, yeah, you, you need more of that. And that's one thing New Japan don't... They do do it, but there isn't enough of it to make oh, it, especially stopped... for the English-speaking audience. Yeah, they stopped doing those um, Yoshihashi and Kushida cams. Which yeah. made me really sad because I think those are a real bonus for yeah. foreign fans. Because the issue between the foreign fans and the faces is mostly we don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. So we don't get you. No, I think that's the that's the bigger issue that they need to work on. So I think if they did those cams and they put subtitles on them, people would like them a lot more. Yeah. Because I remember watching all of those uh, and coming out of it really liking Chaos because they were nice guys and they were friends and they were like, Goto was reading letters he got from little kids and showing Yoshihashi 
pictures they drew him and I was like, that's a nice guy. Yeah. But if you never watch any of that, then they're just guys. So, mm. and that's also why English speaking fans gravitate towards the foreign stars so often. Yeah. Because they know what they're about and what their goals are and they can understand them. So I, it's strange to me that New Japan doesn't try to make the Japanese wrestlers more accessible. Yeah. To foreign fans. Hmm. Yeah, it's something they need to work on, really. And you only have to look at, like, Noah is a good example of their English-speaking commentary now. They're trying to connect to European fans or worldwide fans, English-speaking fans. Kieji Muto, as their heavyweight champion, while he may be nearly 60 years old, is still pouring eyes on the product, which is the reason why they're going to put it in yeah. Holland selling tickets, you know. Um, New Japan has so many options. Yeah, but the fact that a lot of the interviews and stuff doesn't don't have subtitles is, I don't get it. Yeah, especially as you've got a couple of really good um, interpreters that could do it for you as well. Yeah, and yeah. especially the the things they they upload on New Japan World. Like I get that the things they like the the backstage stuff that they want to post it as quickly as they can. But there are these really intricate interviews they did with, say, Hiromu mm. um, that are up on New Japan, but they don't have any subtitles. Yeah. And they could could have waited like two extra days to add subtitles, but they don't. And then they never add them. No. And I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not just me being uh, accommodate me, New Japan. No. I actually think it would do so much more for people's investment if yes. they knew more about the wrestlers. That's well, they will. Yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? That's how you connect. That's how you reach an audience. You know, back in the old days, it was sending the wrestlers out to go and send out flowers, hand out flowers, flyers, and meet fans and do meet and greets and all that stuff. You need more of that just in a digital way. Yeah, and there's so you know. many options. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the brothers. I mean, there is there is also the point they've tried it in certain areas. Like, there was supposed to be a big interview with Zack Saber Junior. Ask any questions about Zack Saber Junior in the middle of uh, speaking out, and of course, mm -hmm. the only question anybody wanted to know was why haven't you like spoken up about this stuff? As you are a in liberal, independent-thinking human being, is it because it's your friends? Um, and, you know, that put Zach in a terrible position and he didn't say anything and he probably should have come out and denounced it at the time. But equally, he's come out coming as a bit of a jerk because he didn't say anything. But there are people who are involved in the company he works for and he could get into a lot of trouble for saying those things. So yeah, it'll be fun when he has a match with Osprey. Yeah, to see what his actual reactions are about things. Yeah, but also people like will be like, yeah, you're having a match with him. Does that mean you're okay with what he did? Yeah, there's all sorts of things there. Which and Zach has been pretty much off social media for quite some time now. It's the same thing with me, uh, my thing with Rocky recently. Like, apparently he did a thing with Marty Skrull that makes yes. me uncomfortable. Yes, it made everybody else uncomfortable as well, including people who worked on that show. I had Which, more faith in Rocky, so that makes me a bit... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
no, it's it's yeah. We well, me, because, me especially compared to guys like Zach, because Zach doesn't have the pull in the company that Rocky does. No, and it's the same with yeah. Rocky should have known better, to be honest. Yeah, he's online a lot. He would have seen yeah. it. Yeah, and it is like as well they the progress line of well the wrestlers involved were were happy okay to with work. It. We're okay with it. No, they weren't. Or else they wouldn't have leaked it, obviously. <laughs> and they asked the, the New Japan guys, we're not happy with it. And told New Japan we're not happy with it. And if he's back on the show again, we won't be working with him. That's the reason why they pulled the segment. Yeah. <laughs> but it surely should have been fairly obvious that some people weren't going to be happy with working with the guy. So And that the fans wouldn't be happy with it. Either. No, especially considering the fact there was a bunch of Ring of Honor guys on that show. And I mean, I, I think Naito still remembers the Elgin match he did in the US. Yes, the AIW one, where um, they sent Elgin as NATO's driver. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't tell anyone until Naito was already there and we that there was no going back. Yes. And the entire crowd turned around when yeah. Elgin showed up. Yeah, because it was that unpopular. Yeah, I'm still kind of curious what Naito thought of that the entire thing. It's one of those things. It's similar things happened here. Sam Adonis had a similar reaction when he you he made his debut in Rev Pro, and Sam has this character that's based on like Trumpism. So he'd done really well in Mexico with it, and he's kind of taking that character on the route because it was if it's a hit there, it'll be a hit elsewhere. Uh, even right. though he's not particularly conservative, he was using it as a character. And he made his debut at Rev Pro and then went on a unscripted spiel of uh, home using homophobic insults. And the Rev Pro crowd, who were all fairly, you know, London liberal people, <laughs> all stood up and turned around and ignored him. And uh, Sam got fired the same day. Yeah, I remember. I think I was around. For yeah. That. And it's like. Well, what about you know the, the, everyone's like no you you judge your audience you know yeah. you may have got away with that in CMLL that's fine that's what that audience a heavily conservative Catholic audience is going to buy into that stuff aren't they as you know certain things whereas an independent you know liberal looking car, car, the crowd in London are going to be completely different so. That was on you for being, you know, unaware of the room that you're playing. So, exactly. yeah. We, we had a tangent again. We had a tangent again. This show's gone on to an hour and 40 minutes, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> the last um, bit is probably longer than half of the matches we discussed. Yes. But it, it's fun, and we're having fun. Aren't you having fun? Well, the last bit was a bit, eh. Uh... Well, that wasn't fun as much as yeah. a discussion that needed to be had. It always needs to be had in wrestling, and it's it really exhausting. True. One day it might stop. Don't hold your breath. No, it won't. Anywho, my name is James Drupany, and this has been Today at the New Japan Cup, along with my co-host, Christy. Thank you for your time, Mom. It was lovely. I can't wait to watch Goto versus uh, Shingo, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Where can we find you on the internets? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My uh, username is SmartInfested. And if you like GIFs, then you can also find me at NJPWGIFs. 
You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the Troopany Show channel at Troopany Show on Twitter, the Troopany Show on Facebook, and the Troopany Show on Patreon, where you can keep the Troopany Show free forever for everyone. We'll be back on Saturday to look at more of the New Japan Cup. There probably will be a wrestling rewind at some point this week when Dara sends it to me. And of course, the Troopany Show will be back on Monday and where we'll be looking at AEW Revolution. Take care. Have a good couple of days without us. We'll miss you. Speak to you on Saturday. Bye. Mm-hmm.